You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media and editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Friday. We've made it to actual basketball for the New Orleans Pelicans, something to take our mind off of all the off-court stuff, and boy, we got a dose of that yesterday on Thursday with Alvin Gentry speaking to the media, and then Danny Ferry, the interim GM, speaking to the media, and we got an update on whether or not Anthony Davis is playing tonight. I'll let you guys know what that is in the first segment. Then we're going to take a look at the games this weekend away to the Indiana Pacers, then at home against the Los Angeles Lakers. That's going to be an interesting one for sure. We're going to probably do this in two segments today. I'm feeling a bit sick. My voice is starting to go. Need to save it. We've also got Mardi Gras going on this weekend parade starting. It's going to be a lot of fun. So good and bad here if you're a Pelicans fan. So let's dive into it in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. So the big news of the day for the Pelicans started Thursday morning with Alvin Gentry as at his media availability. First time they've been able to speak to anybody in the media here, the team has, since the All-Star break, since the firing of general manager Dell Demps. When people look and say, why did they fire him that Friday? Well, because you could get to Thursday without having to speak to anybody about it. And I think that goes a long way. It gives them kind of time to figure out all the things they needed to do to speak to the league about Anthony Davis and just to get a break from it all, too. I'm sure they're all tired of it. Alvin Gentry doesn't want to speak about this anymore because before even a question was asked to him at this media availability, he came out and said, Anthony Davis will be playing against the Indiana Pacers. He goes, let's move on. He didn't comment any more about it going forward. He just said there he will be playing, and that is that. So that was the dose of it that we got early on in the day. He then, of course, went on to say that this is probably the weirdest situation, not just in basketball he's ever dealt with, but in his life. And man, this guy's just been trotted out to speak and speak and speak and get questions and questions and questions thrown at him and he isn't the one really making the decisions he's just out there to coach the players to try and get this team wins or develop some of these young guys too so this is a weird situation for him to be in and he has been a very good soldier in going out and spouting the company line and I think this period has earned him a lot of respect in people's eyes he also went on to say he goes yeah I know they might not keep me next year he goes but I'd like to keep my job and I'm going to keep coaching so when you see them going out and trying with good lineups and good rotations and not necessarily playing all of the young guys well that's where maybe some of that's coming from you have people who aren't all on necessarily the same timeline now with Gentry here or all having competing interests and that can create an issue too so that was that we knew he'd gonna be he was going to be playing we don't know or at the time didn't know what it would be regarding second night of back-to-backs different things like that did have some other updates though from players and we'll touch on Anthony Davis here in one moment and that's that Alfred Payton would be playing I think he's missed nine straight games something like that now so he is back and he will be in the lineup each one more still injured and different things and he won't be playing on the second night of back-to-backs Darius Miller is dealing with an ankle injury too so he is questionable for tonight's game Cool. 
That's not what we're here to talk about. It's when Danny Ferry spoke to the assembled media and gave some insight into what's going on with the Pelicans and the Anthony Davis situation going forward. This was good. They needed to have him or someone else come out that's not Alvin Gentry and speak to this because it has been far too long during this whole process. Even after the trade deadline, you never heard general manager Dell Demp speak. Maybe that was because they were going to be firing him. But still, it's left fans in kind of a question. Renewals, I believe, are starting today. You've got to kind of put out some some transparency regarding all of this, something the Pelicans haven't done. So Danny Ferry coming out and speaking to the media is an excellent an excellent thing and a step this team 100% needed to take. He did say, you know, they spoke to the NBA and the NBA is making them play Anthony Davis. He said they're pretty clear on that. It's not the Pelicans' choice. It's the NBA's choice because there are rules in place. And I've heard a lot of people, and I was getting texts about this yesterday, saying the Pelicans should just stand up to the league, kind of flip them the middle finger and say, screw you, fine us, whatever. But there is a very realistic possibility that they could lose draft picks. If trying to take that stand is worth losing draft picks to you, you're being spiteful just to be spiteful and, you know... I could use any of the platitudes with it. That is not what you should be doing. You don't want to do anything that jeopardizes the future of this franchise. You're not going to tank hard enough without Anthony Davis to get into the top three, the top four, the top five, likely when it comes to the lottery. They're too far removed from that. Having him here playing, I don't think makes a huge difference in terms of the wins or losses, but it's not worth losing draft picks over. That is a very dumb argument to try and make to me. The draft picks are maybe the more important things, and you don't want to risk losing them, right? The money is a different story. We don't know if the Pelicans have it or don't or what they want to do with it, but also if you don't have to pay $2.3 million, maybe you don't want to pay $2.3 million. It's easy for us to say, but it's not our money. So that said... Anthony Davis is going to be playing. Sounds like he'll be playing tonight. Sounds like he'll be playing tomorrow, I guess. We don't entirely know. They're going to lower his minutes. You would imagine between 25 to 20 minutes per game. It's going to be reduced. They understand it. Danny Ferry said this. He goes, we're shifting to the future. You're going to see the younger guys get more significant minutes too. Frank Jackson, Jaleel Okafor, Kenrich Williams. You're going to see them growing, which means on Monday we get to talk about what we're going to be looking for the rest of the season after these two games coming up I just don't have that in me in my voice right now to try and uh, talk for that long so they're going to be getting significantly more minutes which maybe hopefully means no more 31 minutes per game for Tim Frazier and other things like that so that is excellent this is a good first step for the Pelicans a bit of a silver lining in this whole Anthony Davis mess when no one wants him to be playing other news with it is that Drew Holiday is also going to have his minutes reduced probably to 30 minutes or so, maybe 32, but you're not going to be seeing him play 36 to 40 plus minutes per game anymore. They're saying he's also just played a lot this year, which he has, and they don't need to keep kind of putting him through all of that. So we know what happened, what's going on, and this is good. At least they're transparent about it. It's not the resolution that everyone wants here with Anthony Davis in terms of him not playing, but I'm not willing to risk draft picks or being combative with the league when you're going to have to be working with them going forward. It's just not worth it. Though. You know, Again, it would take a catastrophic injury for Anthony Davis to hurt his trade value. Even if he plays poorly or anything like that, it's not going to change a damn thing. It's not going to really affect the Pelicans' draft pick a ton, I honestly don't think. They weren't winning a lot of games with him out on the court. You know, They're, what, six games under 500 with him playing the majority of the time? 
cool. They're not going to be there very good anyway. It's not like they're going to go on a run and get back into the playoffs. Their first round pick is going to be kind of what it is. And that's just that. So that's where they stand with all of that. So expect to see him on the court tonight starting, I would assume. And then who knows, Saturday, maybe they give him fewer minutes on the second night of a back-to-back. Maybe playing the Lakers and the whole clutch thing and him wanting to go there makes this even weirder. And I don't know how that's going to be. I will actually not be at the game on Saturday. I have some other obligations, but it should be an interesting experience. You guys are all going to have to let me know on Twitter what it was like in there. Again, that's at Nola Jake. So while all of this unfolds here in New Orleans, there's a whole other league going on, and you had some big games coming up with it. You've got some big games that were played last night. The Bucks beating the um, Boston Celtics by a point, and Nikola Mirotic making his debut with the... Uh, as I blank on things. The Milwaukee Bucks, there we go. We know where he is. And the Locked On NBA podcast is covering all of it Monday through Friday. And of course, I host the Wednesday edition. So make sure you listen and subscribe to the Locked On NBA podcast. So it's a game day for the Pelicans in Indianapolis as they take on the Indiana Pacers in what would have been a really fun game to tune in and watch. And now it's just going to be really to see how many minutes does Anthony Davis play. But the games go on, and now we really do have some things to look forward to, knowing that these young guys are going to get bigger minutes and we get to watch them develop and they're going to get a chance to play without having to look over their shoulder and see if they're getting yanked because they're not making the right play or the team's losing and maybe someone else will be coming in. That is not the case. Uh, and they're taking on a good team where they're probably not going to win tonight. This is a team in the Indiana Pacers that have won six out of their last seven before losing right before the All-Star break. And they're doing this without Victor Oladipo, their star player who's out for the season. This is a team that, man, I don't understand how Nate McMillan isn't getting more publicity here for Coach of the Year with what he's done. This team is 38-23 and 23rd in the Eastern Conference. They have one of the better defenses in the league. Second best, their offense is just good enough and they kind of play with a slower grinded out pace they kind of remind you a little bit of that grit and grind era Memphis Grizzlies and they're kind of fun to watch if you like that sort of thing if you like good offensive basketball not so much but defensively this team is sound they're good on the defensive glass they force you to turn the ball over a ton so this is a tough matchup for those young guys who are going to have the ball in their hands a little bit more than normal they force teams to shoot poorly against them Offensively, again, they managed to get it done, though nothing particularly spectacular there. Uh, Bogdanovich leading the way now for him with Oladipo out at 16.8 points per game. You got Sabonis in there too, 14.1, and then Miles Turner at 13.5, followed by Thaddeus Young at 12.5, and then, of course, Darren Collison, former New Orleans player, at 10.5 per game. They get enough offense, their defense really kind of swarms you, keeps you down, and that's that. They added Wes Matthews with a buyout contract, too. He's averaging eight points per game, shooting pretty well from deep as well. So this is a team offensively that does turn the ball over a good bit. They don't go after offensive rebounds, so this Pelicans team should be okay on the defensive glass. That's there's an opportunity for Kenrich Williams to go grab a bunch of buckets and like that's really all we need to, or not a bunch of buckets a bunch of rebounds and that's really all we need to say about this one the one everyone's got their eye on and if you look at tickets and things like that they're selling significantly higher than they would have normally I think and that's the Los Angeles Lakers coming to town first time they're here since the Anthony Davis trade request to try and get him there. They are not doing particularly great. 
Um, as I'm recording this, they're playing game against the Rockets right now. So they're either going to be 500 at 29 and 29, or they're going to be 28 and 30 and two games under 500. When I'm recording this, they sit a game under. They're also out of the playoffs looking in, sitting 10th in the West. They've got Sacramento ahead of them and the Clippers ahead of them. The Clippers are going to be a team that's not going to be winning. They're not looking to win. They're eyeing this upcoming offseason. I'm not worried about them. It's the Sacramento Kings who sit in ninth, though. A three games over 500, though they're taking on the Warriors tonight, so that's probably going to be two games over 500 when you're listening to this. Ahead of the Lakers, that young, fun, upstart team. You guys want another reason to root for Buddy Heald. Root for him to keep the Lakers out of the playoffs. The Lakers, again, struggling all year. They've been without LeBron James for a number of games in that young core that they were trying to trade for Anthony Davis. Just did not get it done. Lonzo Ball is still out for them, and it's going to take a little bit for him to get back to. Um, not entirely sure what Josh Hart's going to be doing yet. He's been sitting out for a couple of games. Defensively, they're okay. They're not bad. They rank just inside the top 10. Offensively, it hasn't been great. That has to do particularly with them not shooting the three ball well. They're bottom five in the league in that. They don't take a ton of attempts either. They can't really space the court proper, properly for LeBron James. They are led, of course, by LeBron James. Back from the injury, 26.8 points per game. This is a guy who just said he's going to ramp it up to the playoff level earlier than he normally does because he's got to get this team back into it. So you might get a heck of a performance from him. Kyle Kuzma coming in, 19.1 points per game, kind of a one-dimensional score. You got Brandon Ingram, who I actually think has played particularly well this year. 17 points per game. is averaging almost five boards. Doesn't shoot the three ball well. That's kind of a big problem with making him the focal point of a trade. Just 28.6% from deep. They're going to have some trouble down low. They traded Zubac away, and now they're starting JaVale McGee because JaVale McGee was getting mopey that Zubac was getting more minutes than him. Not a good move for the Lakers. The Pelicans can take advantage inside. This is where it's probably going to be a Julius Randle revenge game. But Jaleel Okafor is going to get a chance to shine in this one too. That's where you can really hurt this Pelicans team on the inside. Rondo's in there, of course, as well, by the way. Former Pelican kind of spurned the team in a last moment thing. That was weird. Um, He's averaging 8.9 points per game and 7.6 assists. This is... Less important for the on-court stuff than it's going to be for the fans screaming, booing, and all of that. And you have to figure it's going to be dialed up to 11 over this game as they really want to let LeBron hear it. They want to let Clutch hear it, and they're going to sure as hell let Anthony Davis hear it. Again, I'm not going to be at the game Saturday, but you got to tell me what is going to be going on there. I'm excited to hear it. A couple of other notes here I do want to mention. Terrence Jones, former Pelican, who was let go after the DeMarcus Cousins trade, hadn't been in the league after playing a handful of games with Milwaukee, is back in the league with the Houston Rockets, signing a 10-day contract there. We'll see how that goes for him or if he stays with that team. Houston is kind of cycling through some players right now. All right, so that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Pelicans. Enjoy the games this weekend. Enjoy the game Saturday if you're going to be there. Enjoy Mardi Gras and the parades if you're going to be at that instead. No right or wrong answer to it. So it should be a lot of fun this weekend. So thank you all for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And I'll be back with you all tomorrow. Or on Monday, sorry. 